0: we Hello there and welcome to the Real You Podcast. I'm Josh Karam and with me as always is Ted Karam. Hey guys. Can you imagine the day where it's not um like and with me as always. Yeah. The <laughs> second somebody after like 15 podcasts we yeah. hear a different voice it's probably going to be shocking. You never it's know. It's not a relative relationship anymore right. It's not just you and me. That's right. Which brings us into our topic for today which is relative relationship. So in the past we were talking about forgiveness and accepting what is but there's a lot of things outside, and those are your relatives, right? There's people that just push your buttons, and it's like, I can't believe I have to go to this family gathering right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to sit in a corner the entire time and not deal with any of this right now. So, an interesting point we were talking about before we started recording was that, um, have you ever noticed that all of your relationships are relative to one person? You, which I think is really interesting. I, I never really thought of it in that simple of a light. Right, right. And I don't know. I think the best place to start here is like just acknowledging these people that push your buttons, and you could forgive yourself and everything, but like when you have an active force outside of yourself, oh, what do you do? Yeah,
1: no, it's a great question. and it's and it's something to really pay attention to in our lives. And Josh, just like you said, we've been talking. Our topics lately have been forgiveness, which is letting go of the past, um, accepting what is, which is making peace with the present moment. And allowing yourself to be present but maybe we're doing as as much as we can you know at those bookends of the day in the early morning late at night we might have our spiritual practice where we're meditating or praying and we feel really centered we feel really good we feel really connected with life in the zone but then all of a sudden we're at work we're at school we're dealing with the people we deal with all day long and our buttons get pushed and we react And when that happens, as we've talked about, we're no longer present. There's a program, a subconscious program running, and it's just taken over and it just, we feel disempowered, we feel stuck, we feel trapped. So it's so important to realize, like you said, all of our relationships are relative to one person (laughs) and it's us. All of our relationships are relative to us. And again, with so much uncertainty, worry, anxiety, you know, our stress levels are up as it is. That affects every one of our relationships. And it's so important to realize where the source of that stress, those challenges, that negativity is coming from. It's too easy to say it's that person or, you know, it's my, it's my boss. It's, my, it's this client. It's this customer. It's someone in the family. It appears as though it's those people and those circumstances surrounding those relationships, outside of us, but in reality, most of the stress that we experience comes from the stories we've talked about. This the stories that we're telling ourselves about those people and about those circumstances in our minds. Why? Because in life, we don't have relationships; we are the relationships. They exist within us. And one way we can, you know, just appreciate that. You know, have we ever wondered? how it's possible for someone with Alzheimer's disease to completely forget a person in their lives, like a husband or a wife or a child they've lived their entire lives with, you know, 50, 60 years. And how is it possible that that person can completely forget that relationship? because we have to understand where the relationship really exists. It's not out there. You don't have relationship with people or circumstances or, or situations. You are the relationship. The relationships we have exist within the neural networks formed in our brains from our past experiences. And when those neural networks are altered or changed or lost, when we prune those synaptic connections, everything changes. The relationship changes. And In fact... It's terrible, but it, if you know, in the, in the case of the Alzheimer's disease, we can actually completely forget that we ever even knew someone, someone intimately close with us, our entire lives. Where do we want to make the change? Here we go again, right? It's like Gandhi: be the change, right? Be the change. That's where your power lies and not trying to change other people that you have relationships with so that they act and behave in a way that causes you to feel good, but to realize that you have the power to change the relationship that's wired in your brain so that you can feel good independent of what anyone else is doing, independent of what anyone else is saying. So we've talked about this, remember, before in um, the aha journaling technique. A simple little process. So I encourage you to apply it. If you have a troubling relationship and mostly most everyone does, you know, problematic relationship in your life right now, take 5 minutes and apply the aha journaling method, the technique where you simply identify what triggers that emotion in you, the emotion itself and your thoughts around it. And once you can see it, once you can make it visible, it has no power over you anymore. Once you bring it in the light of your conscious awareness, now you can change it. And what you do, remember, with the hot journaling technique, you just you change the story. And then how would that feel? And then whenever you think of that person again, you are going to remember go, not to go unconscious, not to go asleep, start blaming them, criticizing them, etc. You're going to stay conscious and you're going to be changing your thoughts. You're going to be reshaping how you're responding to that thought. Where? In your mind. Rewiring your own neural networks. Very, very powerful stuff. We talked about this in Inception, remember? We talked about reprogramming the subconscious mind. This is a conscious process that will do something very similar. And what happens is that you gain awareness into your reactivity, and once you can see it, then you can change it. Where? Where the relationship really exists, where is that? in your mind, in your own yeah. brain.
0: So you have an annoying relative. We'll just throw this out here. And I think a lot of people are maybe thinking, and sometimes I'll have this thought where it's like, well, I don't have to think about this, right? I don't have to put this much thought into it because what if I just went somewhere else, right? If I live on one side of a country, why don't I just fly to the other side of the country like three time zones away? Get away from I it. I don't have to worry about it yeah. anymore because I don't have to think about it anymore. And that brings up, like, I fight with it sometimes. Like, the grass is greener on the other side. Sometimes it's like, wow, it really is. But in that case, you're always going to be thinking about it if you don't resolve it, because clearly that's the reason you're leaving. Right,
1: right, right. I mean, this is a great question, you know, and it's so important to realize that we do this all the time. We just, you don't love me anymore. You're not the person I thought you were. This job sucks. I can't deal with these clients. Whatever it is, we we're constantly dealing with our own programming but projected on the outer world, projected on the people in our lives. So just like you're saying, I can't take it anymore. I've got to get out of here. I got to leave this town. I got to leave this family. I've got to leave this relationship. I got to leave this work experience, whatever it may be and find a new one someone may move from the east coast to the west coast or out of the country or whatever trying to escape the bad relationships but what you find out is when you move to a new place different places different faces we've said this many times but you're taking your same mind and it's wired with the same neural networks so what tends to happen is you move from the east coast to california and everything's different for a little bit it's new it's fresh in a few weeks, a couple months, what happens is you start having problems all over again. The same problematic relationships show up with different people. Why? Because we need to change the subconscious programming. What's the subconscious programming? It is the neural networks formed in our brain. Those patterns. That's where the relationship lives. So this is from Jumping on Water. It's called Life's Mirror. In his teens, Bob was a budding musician. He loved to play the guitar and compose lyrics. His dad, however, never acknowledged Bob's music. He was always pushing Bob to focus on his studies and plan for a real career. You'll never earn a living playing that thing, his dad told him. His father was a prominent doctor in town and always dreamed that Bob would one day follow in his footsteps. As time went on, the tension grew between Bob and his father. Bob felt suppressed and became resentful. After high school graduation, he moved out and settled as far away as he could. Bob had been enjoying his new surroundings. However, after a few months, he couldn't stand his roommate's nagging. He talked to his roommate about the problem, but nothing changed. So Bob moved to a smaller apartment where he could afford to live on his own. Things got better for a while, but before long, that familiar feeling was back again, this time at work. Although he thought he was doing a good job, his boss was overly critical and demanding. Bob couldn't seem to do anything right. Early one morning, a strange realization came over Bob. His mind connected his former roommate with his current work situation. He also noticed that he had felt the same way back home around his dad. Suddenly, it hit him. Changing my residence never really got rid of this feeling inside me. Why do nagging, overly critical people keep following me around? Bob couldn't escape his own reflection. He had thought that he could by getting away from the people he believed were causing his discomfort. He moved to a new town and a new place only to experience the same feelings with a different cast of characters. Although the outer circumstances appeared different, he continued to project the same old conditioning from within his mind. Until he raised his awareness and recognized this conditioned pattern, it simply continued to repeat itself without his awareness. But once Bob became conscious of the pattern operating in his life, he gained the ability to change it. So this is what we're doing so much in life. We're just trying to change things. In the Talmud, it said, We do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. So this is so important because our relationships, our outer relationships that we have with everyone, as we said, where where are they coming from? They're wired in our brains. So our outer relationships are reflective of the relationships we have with ourselves. Is the relationship you have with yourself loving? accepting? Or are you overjudgmental, critical? However you're feeling about yourself, whatever predominant beliefs are there, that's how we tend to treat others. Why? Because that's the way we feel. There's a primary relationship we have with ourselves. Know thyself, the true you, the real you, the divine in you. Not who you think you are, but what you truly are. Nurturing this primary relationship is the key. Because in discovering more of what you already are and the magnificence of that is the key. Because otherwise, we're always looking for other people to fill us, give to me, you know, tell me I'm lovable, tell me I'm worthy, tell me I'm good, tell me I'm this, that, the other thing. So we're always looking to get from others in our relationships. When you tune into and plug into the whole of life, the real you, you discover how magnificent you truly are, that you're one with all that is, you're filled with. To overflowing with goodness, with love, with joy, with harmony. And now your whole outlook changes because you're already whole and complete, because you're already filled to giving. You're not looking to get anymore in your relationships. You're looking to give, you're looking to share, you're looking to inspire. Imagine how our outwardly projected relationships would change when we realize our unity with all being right remember we talk about this josh all the time the ocean and the waves yeah when you no longer just know yourself as a little wave upon the ocean but you've sunk down in the depths of your being you're present in this moment and as a result you're feeling your interconnectedness with everyone and everything the water there's only one water there's only one being here disguised in the many different forms as a matter of fact there's you know, any any time two people meet in any relationship, there's more than just that what appears to be going on on the surface. Our relationships are multi-dimensional. So, whenever two people meet, there's actually six identities there. I read about this a long time ago. It's great. I never forgot it. Let's say you and I are meeting for the first time. Right away, you have an impression of who you think I am. Yes. And I have the same for you. I, in my mind, have an impression of who I think you are. And if we meet at that level, it's kind of a surface meeting, and we may or may not have a couple things in common. But then there's another level. That's the first two identities. The next two are who you think you are and who I think I am. Now, there's four of us here. Yeah. OK. And when who I think you are aligns with who you think you are now, all of a sudden there's a closer relationship. We're connected where there's a there's a bond there. Right. Because I get uh, this guy gets me. They understand me. This person, you know, is like me. There's a sameness here. There's a resonance. Here. I feel good about around this person. Why? Because I, they make me feel comfortable. They know who I they make me feel me. All right, But that's who we think we are. Then there's even a deeper level to it all, and that's what you truly are and what I truly am. And that's the six of us there. And when we tap into what we truly are, that's like you as a wave and me as a wave, we sink down into the ocean, there's no separation. Mm. We are one. And when we meet at that level with open hearts and unity, knowing our, our true nature is is one, It's there's only love, there's only understanding, there's only compassion, there's only a givingness and embrace because we recognize ourselves in each other. Mm. And that bond transcends this world. Yeah. And that bond is true love. And when we meet people like that, we could see each other even once in a great while, once every 10 years, every 20 years, we get back together and it's just magic again. Like no time has passed because we're really sharing a a deep, deep connection.
0: Definitely. I think it's interesting too. It's almost uh, even if there is a person that you meet and you get to that that third identity – It doesn't mean like, oh, that's the soul bait for me, right? Like I finally (laughs) found the person who it's not like, I think we like all the same things. No, it's just somebody that you could understand because you both understand who you are. Right, you you know thyself. And when you know
1: thyself, you realize there's only one self. Exactly. And that's the beauty of it all. Now you fall in love with life. Now you come into harmony with all being. Yeah. And you and you can now honor. Now you're you love the diversity. You you know, you don't we don't all have to be the same. Wow. On the surface levels of identity, we're looking for everybody to be like us and think like us and feel like us. When we know thyself, We truly are accepting others just the way they are because we're in love with the way the one is expressing, the ocean is expressing in that wave. And in that, oh my God, look at that. It's beautiful. All the different expressions.
0: Definitely. And if you live life just with, um, oh, they don't think like me, that's it. Right. I'm done. Right. Because you'll never get anywhere. And it goes back to our relative relationships too. Like, that's it. You squash it there. You squash if it right you, there.
1: Yeah. And forgetting that all the relationships we have are relative to ourselves. All the judgments we make, all the criticism we give, it's all, we don't realize it, but we're judging ourselves. We're yeah. analyzing ourselves. The secret to experiencing deeper connections, fulfillment, meaningful relationships, bonding, what we're all looking for in life, especially these days, right, where there's been a lot of separation, those deep, meaningful relationships, the secret is first finding that deeper connection within ourselves, yeah. with ourselves, with the source of all life. Why? Because the outer reflects the inner. Why? Because as we sow, so shall we reap our vibration, our energy that goes out comes back to us. It's reflected back to us in the mirror of life.
0: Yeah. I mean, you were you were saying before how um, these people, they'll always fill the position that they have to do in some other place. Like the director is the universe and you're in a play and there's like six or seven people in your life that you can't get over. The universe is just going to recast them. Recast. because you clearly you it. Yeah. yeah so i think it's like it's easy to see with like one person i feel like you're like okay this is what's causing me problem dealing with that but if there's like six or seven people in your play that you're having trouble with i think it's hard to be like okay I'm dealing with you, I'm dealing with you, I'm dealing with you, dealing with you. It seems easier when there's just so much against you just to run away from it. Right. right. But like, how do you deal with those cast members in your... Yeah. It's,
1: a, it's a great question, and we all have that at times, right? And one of the keys here is to recognize the patterns. If we take the time to use the aha journaling sheet, then we might see the pattern more easily. We certainly will see the pattern more easily if you just... You know, every time you feel the negative emotion, right? Okay, so let's take an example it's your new girlfriend or your new boyfriend or whatever, right? And there's a problem. Whenever you feel the negative emotion, write down the trigger. So and so said something, or so and so looked at me this way, or so and so did this, and you write it down. What's the thing that triggered your emotion? Then you write down the feeling, how to make you feel, and then you got to get you got to get to that neural network in your brain. What was the thought? And what you begin to realize is the thought is what causes the feeling right in the aha these aha realizations the thought is what causes the feeling far more so than whatever the person's saying or whatever they did so the bottom line is as you gain that awareness then you can gain the freedom to be yourself but when there's a lot going on again like you said many many different relationships, a lot of challenges going on that means you're really changing outer change is reflective of inner change. so The bottom line is you want to just be gentle with yourself. Take some time for yourself. Take some sacred time outs as we've talked about before and give to the primary relationship in your life first. When you're stressed and overwhelmed, when you're lost, when you're confused, when you're anxious and worried all the time, these are signs that you're not giving to the most important relationship you have, and that is to you, to your connection and communion with Source. Do some things you enjoy. Go for a walk. Take some timeouts and just allow yourself to do something you enjoy for yourself, something you love. If you don't give to yourself, you have nothing to give to anyone else because you can't give what what you aren't being. Well, you don't have. So it is important to recognize that, and then come back. Remember, you know, again, do the do the things that help you. What you want to do is reframe your mind, change your mind. When all of us do this at times, we run away, we move, we move away, we get away, we quit this, we quit that, we change this, we change that. We're looking for something. What we're looking for is ourselves. What we're looking for is that connection within us that can't be replaced, that cannot be fulfilled through outer relationships. And so what you want to do is remember that you're taking that same mind around, that same neural networking. Remember where the relationships exist is in the brain. Alzheimer's causes some of them sometimes to just go away. It's all there. It's all inside. So when we can take the time, be present, be still, cultivate, give to ourselves, Do something you love, do something you enjoy and nurture and care for you. (laughs) So important. So, so important. You know, and then a lot of times the ego comes in and goes, Oh, I I don't have time for that. I got to take care of my kids. I got to take care of this thing at work. I got to take care of this thing at school or whatever it is. If you don't take the time to give to yourself, you burn out and you have nothing to give. So it's so important to, to make sure you do that in those challenging relationships. They're still going to be there. Why? Because you need to work every day. You need to you know, you know, need to be at school every day. You need to be with your family every day. You're going to be around the people you're going to be around every day, right? So in those relationships, bring a spaciousness to them. Bring your presence to them more. In other words, bring that inner you. Remember we talked about the six identities, and when you connect with what you really are, that's where you hold open the opportunity to connect with the other, where they really are, what they really are, which is the unity of being. That's presence. That's where we're connected with the whole. And the answer and solutions come on their own. We don't have to be so mental about it. We could just bring presence to the relationship. And listen, instead of talking, listen. Have you ever noticed sometimes that when a conversation is going back and forth with you or even other people, you may find yourself poised, ready to say the next thing and just waiting to get it in yeah. or even cutting people off sometimes in their mid-conversation yeah. so that you could express your opinion, and voice your, so that your ego can reassert itself, so that the way yeah. can draw a, a circle around and isolate itself, let that mechanism relax if you can be conscious of it so that in the relationships you bring an attentive listening loving embrace so that you're not so blah 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 you know just speaking yeah you're listening you're offering space you're bringing presence you're listening you're you're just there as a witnessing presence yeah and that will change the whole relationship right then and there because now you're not stuck in the who I think I am and who you think I am and all this stuff. You you transcend all of that and you go right to the heart of true relationship, which is I'm just going to be what I truly am, which is loving presence. Yeah. And I'm going to meet you there if you're willing to join me there.
0: There's times where I've done this where like I'll call someone up and I'm like, Okay, I'm just calling them up so I could tell them that I told them so. But I'll let them talk. But in the end, it's <laughs> just going to be agenda, me saying, right? yeah. like, yeah, but now, I Now, what is lying. that all about? Yeah. That's
1: about the ego strengthening in itself, trying to strengthen your false sense of identity. Yeah. When we do that, it's like, again, drawing a, way, drawing a line around a circle, a sphere around the wave, saying, I'm the ocean. And basically, we cut ourselves off from that flow of life, from the flow of good, from the flow of well-being, abundance, and joy. Yeah, I mean, the most, without even knowing
0: it, the most important thing you could take away with that is what you said, right? All these relationships relate to you, yeah. so it's the ego of being like, "Oh, they're the problem." Right. Whenever we and think, it's that simple. Yeah, and that's
1: it's that simple. Whenever we see the problem in someone else, what we're not recognizing is in us. It's humanity. We're judging our own humanity. Yeah. and you know, so the key here is again to know thyself. Relative relationships means. Everything's relative to me, my you know, myself. Do I know thyself? Do I really, am I really connected with the whole of life? You see, because when I am, there's harmony. I'm in the zone. There's a natural flow of energy. This, the next spontaneous right thing just happens through me, in me, as me. I'm not trying to make it happen. I'm not trying to force outcomes and create other problems. I'm not trying to make other people wrong, and I don't need to be right. The bottom line is, I'm here expressing the perfect pattern, the perfect divine template that exists. How? By getting myself out of my own way. Yeah. How? By paying attention to my reactivity and realizing that that's my responsibility. My reactivity is my responsibility. Remember we've said before, nobody can offend you without your permission. Yeah. Nothing can disturb my peace. Nothing can disturb your peace without your permission. Yeah. <laughs> we don't realize that a lot of times because we're just gone. The pro- when the subconscious programs kick up and run, we're no longer present. And so there's no there's no possibility for that in that moment until we wake up again, until we come up for air again. And we realize, oh my God, for these last few hours, for the last few days, for the last few weeks, I've been in this mood, I've been in this temperament, I've been in this this negativity. And that that's not worthy of me. That, that doesn't help me or anyone else. I just get more of that when I feel that way, when I'm vibrating that way. Because as I sow, so shall I reap. I can't escape that.
0: We're so desperate to cling on to being right that... I can't be wrong. Right. So right. someone else has to be wrong. Right. Yeah. We make
1: others wrong, you know, so that we can be right. And again, it doesn't set us free. We end up with this this lack, we end up criticizing one another and judging one another out of what fear? What's fear? Fear is separation from truth. Fear is separation from love, separation from light. It's predominant in our being when We are not present when we're not here, when we're not unified with all of life. Why? Because when we are, our awareness is expanded, our vibration is elevated, and we're allowing our inner light to shine. And when our inner light shines, it casts away the darkness, casts away, it dissolves the shadows of separation, lack and limitation. So it's so important to remember this in our interactions. Like we said, we've talked about it in terms of forgiving, letting go of the past, accepting what is, living in the present moment. It's so important to realize where your relationships exist. They don't exist out there. They're not with people and circumstances in life. They exist in the wiring in your brain. And if you change that, and you can change that wiring in your brain, you can prune certain old synapses and regrow new synaptic connections. And when you do, you literally change all your outer relationships because they become a reflection of you. So it's so important to nurture yourself to give to yourself and to realize that any problem you're having with anyone right now, to step back a little bit. <laughs> it's hard sometimes because we get so wound up in it. The energy's so oh, definitely, you know right? like it's got a momentum yeah. to it and we're so like, oh, how dare they or I'm going to tell them or I'm going to fix yeah. this or you know, pull back a little bit, just be present, breathe, yeah. <laughs> find a little space presence and turn within yourself yeah. and realize that you can change that relationship completely because it exists within you. You have the power to do it because it's in you. If it wasn't in you, you'd be powerless and you'd have to try and manipulate and struggle in the outer world, but it's within you. So you can come home to this moment, choose to go and grab the, the aha journaling worksheet, spend five minutes. You can transform everything. Any problem you have in five minutes by bringing the light of your awareness to it, and in doing so, free yourself from it.
0: Yes, definitely. I think that's a great thing for people to take home with them. Thank you for that. So you might be listening to this podcast, and you're like, the aha journaling worksheet and jumping on water, these sound pretty cool. Where can I find them? Well, audience, you could find them on therealu.net, which is T-H-E-R-E-A-L-U.net. On that, that is the website for The Real You. You could check out the book, buy it there, the AHA Journaling Worksheet, print that out for free and start working on that today. And check out everything that we do. The podcast, subscribe to it, like it, see other episodes we've done. Intermedia, you could check that out. And message us on any social media platform or sign up for the emailing list because we love to hear from you guys. That's what's really important to us. And the last thing to remember is not only to tune into the Real You podcast, but to tune into the Real You. Thank you.
1: This program is copyrighted in 2021 by Chrysalis Point. Thanks for listening.